I'm always super proud of the people who actually hit 17. Raise your hand if you hit 17 today. There's always like one, all right? If you have your Bible, you can turn with me to the book of John, the book of John chapter 14. If you don't have your Bible and you want to use the YouVersion um, app on your smartphone, you can do that. It's been a few weeks since um, we've used the live event feature. Uh, we're getting back to that because we want to keep this in front of you as much as we can. And so today, all of our scripture and all of the notes for this new series that we're doing is right here in your YouVersion app. I have my phone in front of me if you want a little tutorial. Uh, you're going to open your YouVersion app. It's the Bible app. Not the Facebook app. Jeez, come on, people. The YouVersion Bible app. Um, and, and if you'll um, hit the more button in the bottom right-hand corner, if you have an iPhone. If you don't, sorry, I can't help you. Um, if you'll hit there, there's, a, there's an option called events. Hit the events button. And then um, there are so many churches <laughs> that are right there. Uh, hopefully your location will pull up North Park Church. If not, you can type it in. Uh, and if you're not interested in today's message, you can look at Focus Church, Journey Church, Crossroads <laughs> Church. All great churches. I'm sure powerful messages. But today, we're going to dive into a brand new series. And, and while some of you are slow to find that, uh, let me say I am so pumped about the day we had yesterday with our guys. We had a great men's event yesterday at Drive Shack. We've got some images on the screen for you. We had about 28 guys. Um, you might have to go a little faster than that, but we had a great time um, playing some golf and, uh, and, and getting to know some people and, and having some great memories. Uh, only one person got hit in the back with a golf ball, and that was big juicy. I felt like he was kind of asking for it anyway, but uh, I wasn't the one that hit him. Although I did, I did have this one little mishap. This was kind of my mishap of the day. Uh, I was hitting really well. My golf lessons with Grace and Sarge, it's been helping. Uh, but I kind of got under one. And if you've ever been to Drive Shack before, um, there's kind of a ceiling above you. And, and I hit it. And when I did, it didn't go out there. It went up there somehow. I didn't even know that happened. But it hit this, um, this heater that was on top of me, like bounced down so hard with such velocity, it hit the ceiling again. <laughs> like I hit the ceiling twice. I'm a baseball player. So then I took a swing at it. I missed, but it was a pretty cool experience, and lots of you laughed at me, and for that, I'm not going to pray for you today. Uh, but we have, we have, we've had a lot of cool things happen this week in the life of our church. We had three Treat the Street events um, on Halloween night. I know some Christians get weird about Halloween. We think it's a great opportunity to go engage our community. Um, and so we kind of go light the night. And, and so we set up shop in three different neighborhoods, and we just give away candy, and, and we, give away, um, we, we give away hot dogs, and, and most of all, we develop relationships with people. And, and so this past week, I was able to, to be right here in this neighborhood, and, and Ansel and she hosted us, and we had a great time with, with them and, and Madison, their daughter, and, and just loved on this community right here at Riverbend, and, and that was a really cool experience. So if you went to one of those events, thanks for doing that. Thanks for loving on people. I, I had this really cool experience, and this is going to lead us into the message today as we start this new series on the, on the Holy Spirit. I, I had a celebrity sighting while I was at Treat the Street. Now, anybody know what this is? All right, so this is Stranger Things. So if you haven't seen the show Stranger Things, 
don't bother. It's not that great. Uh, but but there's a character on, on the show. Her name is Eleven, okay? And this is Eleven. I found her. Check this out. Is that not cool, man? She looked just like that girl. Unfortunately, I kept calling her Seven, which showed how irrelevant I am in our culture. Uh, getting the number wrong. But man, that was so cool. But but here's the thing. If you if you have been exposed to, to Stranger Things, Eleven, this, this girl that was dressed up as Eleven, that really wasn't her, but she she really did look like her. It's also weird when a man on Halloween night says, hey, let me take a selfie with you. Um, her, her mom and dad looked at me a little, a little weird. Um, so but that was strange. But I got a good picture. So, uh, But Eleven's character on Stranger Things, um, she has this power uh, to be able to manipulate objects, um, people, and, and, and all sorts of things um, with her mind. And she's a lot like um, some of us kind of grew up, not with Stranger Things, we grew up with Star Wars. Right, and so we grew up with characters like Yoda and and Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader, and they all had this kind of special power to to what harness the Force, right? And Luke Skywalker would say, "I'm trying," and Yoda would say, "There is no try, only do." That's a horrible illustration, but but you kind of get the idea. And 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 so just kind of keep in mind, I'm a kid as this is happening, and I'm watching these characters doing funny things with. Their their hands and, and, and trying to harness this power they call the force uh, to get it to, to do things in, in, in their life. Okay, now I grew up in the church world, okay? I grew up in a church where, where people lifted their hands and as a kid it looked like they were doing strange things with their hands and constantly talking about the Holy Spirit and inviting the Holy Spirit to come in and move and, and again, I'm a kid who grew up in the 80s, right? And so I saw the Star Wars thing, and, and for, for some reason, I'm going to be honest, somehow I tried to merge those two things together, Star Wars and, and the Holy Spirit, and I had this really distorted view of what the Holy Spirit was really all about and who the Holy Spirit really is. And, and, and honestly, we, we look at the Holy Spirit as the third person of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And, and most of us can kind of wrap our minds around God the Father. We can wrap our minds around Jesus, the Son of God. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, it's like this, this weird mystical part of the Trinity. And we don't really know how to explain it. We don't really know how to wrap our minds around it. And so what we end up doing is kind of putting it in a box and just kind of shoving it over to the side. Because that which we don't understand and we can't explain, we just kind of shy away from. And, and so as a result, I think some of us are missing out on this really, really critical part of our experience with Jesus and, and, and our relationship with God as we follow him because we're not really experiencing a relationship with the Holy Spirit like I believe that God has called us to and like we can. And so over the next few weeks, we're just going to dive in. And this is going to be a lot more um, teachy than preachy. And, um, and, and I hope that we can learn some things, some foundational things that are really going to help us experience the life that I believe that God wants us to experience. So before we even dive into this series, can we hit the pause button and just pray, Holy Spirit, what would you have to speak to me about today? I'd like for you to pray that prayer. Holy Spirit, what would you like to reveal to me through this series? Open my, open my heart, and, and let's hear from the Lord today. Can we do that? Let's pray. Father, thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
And I pray over these next few weeks as we really dive into your word, I pray your word will be a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. And Lord, I pray that you would give us revelation of your spirit. Lord, I I pray that you would truly teach us and, and help us to build our faith on sound biblical teaching. And I pray that you would open our eyes to your word. God, give us ears to hear. Open our eyes, open our hearts, and teach us. Lord, what would you have us to learn from this series? How would, you, how would you have us apply these words? God, give us clear steps. And as we follow you, I pray, Lord, that our relationship with you would just go to places we never dreamed that it could. And we're going to be quick to praise you, give you honor and glory for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, let me just start here, is not a force to be harnessed. The Holy Spirit is more than a feeling. The Holy Spirit is more than emotion. You know, here's kind of what we do in settings like this. Uh, We have a worship set, right? And the band's leading us, and and, and they're on fire, and Kim's doing her thing, you know, and we're just kind of entering into the presence of the Lord. And and you have this incredible worship experience. And and some of us would walk out of this room today, and, and we would say things like, man, the Holy Spirit was there that fast great. Like I got goosebumps, right? You've had those kind of moments where you're just experiencing something you've never experienced before. Maybe you don't exactly know how to explain it, but you would say, man, when I went to that place, it was, it was kind of electrifying and, and, and I felt something I never felt before. And so all of a sudden we begin to think in terms of feelings and emotions. And so I want you to understand that the Holy Spirit is not a feeling or an emotion. The Holy Spirit is more than a worship experience experience. The Holy Spirit is a person, the third person of the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and brings every believer an opportunity for a growing intimate relationship with Jesus. And so if there's one thing I want to wrap your mind around during this entire series, it's, it's this thought. If you don't see the Holy Spirit as a person, the third person of the Trinity, you'll never seek to have a relationship with him. Now think about that for a second, because as we follow Jesus, as we say yes to him, as we become a lifelong follower of Jesus, what we want is a personal growing relationship with him. And you're going to hear us talk about that a lot over this next year, as I've really prayed about what 2020 will look like for our church. Like everything that we do as a church, I want it to come back to this, 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 this fundamental thought that everything happens because he loves you and wants an intimate relationship with you. Everything that we do as a church family, why are we going to do it? Because Jesus loves you and wants an intimate relationship with you. I don't care if it's a worship experience. I don't care if it's a sisterhood Bible study or a group of guys going out and playing golf on a Saturday morning. Why would we do that? Because Jesus loves you and wants a personal relationship with you. And I believe life change happens in the context of meaningful relationships. So as we connect with God and we connect with each other, you experience the fact that Jesus loves you and wants an intimate relationship with you. And, and we don't have an idea, a problem thinking about a relationship with God, the Father. We don't, we don't really have a problem thinking about having a relationship with Jesus. But when it comes to having a relationship with the Holy Spirit, like that seems a little bit strange and odd to us. And if you don't see him as the third person of the Trinity, you'll never seek to have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. I said pre- teachy. That sounded preachy. Oh, man. So we see the presence of the Holy Spirit all throughout Scripture. 
And I think sometimes we get this idea in our minds that, that, that we don't really see the Holy Spirit until Jesus died and arose from the dead and then ascended to the Father. And, and we'll talk about that because Jesus says, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving and I'm leaving you a gift of the Holy Spirit that's going to abide with you. And somehow that's like the entrance of the Holy Spirit into the world. It's not. We see the Holy Spirit all throughout Scripture. In fact, go back to the very beginning. Genesis chapter 1 says this, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the next phrase says this, And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. So in the very beginning of the creation story, we see the presence of the Holy Spirit there and all throughout the rest of Scripture. In John 14, verses 16 through 18, this is what Jesus did say. He said, I'll ask the Father and he's going to give you another advocate who will never leave you. And he is... He didn't say it is. He said he is, giving it a personal pronoun, right? He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. And the world can't receive him because the world isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him. You know the Holy Spirit because he lives with you now and later will be with you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. And so Jesus is talking about the presence of of the Holy Spirit in your life and uses this word advocate. Now, the Greek word is paraclete, which also means counselor or, or comforter. Now, how many of you grew up with a mom who had things in the house you were not allowed to use? Did anybody have that? My, 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 don't put his hand down, Jennifer. Jeez, like he's telling the truth. Let the boy tell the truth. <laughs> even, even the other, I'll call you out. Even the other day, um, we had a guest in our house, and he's been there a couple times. My daughter's stupid boyfriend, and and and, Mar- and Marianne said he keeps using the, the the like the the towels that you aren't supposed to use. <laughs> I hope he's not watching. Actually, I hope he is. Don't use the towel, boy. And keep your hands off my daughter, okay? And, and so, so I, I just said there, I was like, well, if you don't want him to use them, why do you put them out? <laughs> like, don't put those out there, you know? Anybody else, you feel like that? They're the nice ones. But he's a guest. He should be able to use the nice stuff. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> But I went to my mom's house just a few days ago. Isn't that great? That you, my pastor and his wife had an argument right in church. It's great. But my, I went to stay with my mom the other day. And, and when I go into the bedroom, you know, there's this nice bedspread, you know, comforter on the, on the bed. And, and when I go back in there to lay down, it's gone. And, and, and so I asked my mom, I was like, where'd, where'd the comforter go? And she's like, well, I didn't want you to get it messed up. So I moved it off the bed. And so I'm like, it's so strange that, that we have these things of the comforter that nobody's allowed to touch or move, right? That, that's, that's the thing. But, but the reality is when, when we think about the Holy Spirit, if we aren't careful, we'll look at the Holy Spirit that way. 
It's like the Holy Spirit is the comforter that isn't for use, it's just for looks. No, the Holy Spirit wants a personal relationship, wants to be in our lives, wants to be intertwined in the things that we do and the decisions that we make. Like we need the person of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And I know sometimes we do a disservice because we say things like we want to experience the power of the Holy Spirit. Like we want to experience the power of God in our lives. But the reality is I want you to experience the person of the Holy Spirit. I want you to have an intimate relationship with God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And in John chapters 14 through 16, I encourage you this week, like just dive into it. Just start reading it. All, all three of those chapters because we're going to be here for the next few weeks and I want you to really dive in and learn some things. That's why I wanted you to use the YouVersion Bible app because you can save that live event and all of these notes are there for you. You can go back through the rest of the week and just go through those things and make notes. I want you to learn as we go through this series. But in those three chapters, John 14, 15, and 16, Jesus referred to the Holy Spirit Spirit, no less than 19 times. And in those times, here's things that we read, that, that the Holy Spirit testifies, that the Holy Spirit leads, that the Holy Spirit speaks, the Holy Spirit commands, the Holy Spirit guides, appoints, intercedes, and it even says the Holy Spirit grieves. So we see all of these parts of a relationship with the Holy Spirit, that oftentimes we, we don't think about the Holy Spirit in terms of having a relationship with Him. So now, what, what is the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? Let me give you three things that will help you understand. First of all, the Holy Spirit is my helper. He's my helper. We, we see that He empowers us, He loves us, He cares for us, and even in the tough times, like He is there. And there's a lot of attributes about the Holy Spirit that, that encourage me, but, but I think the, the most important one is the fact that He is a comforter that abides with us or that walks with us through those deepest moments of our life. And I know what we say, right? We say, Jesus is with you. Jesus is with you. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. But He's actually, if we want to get technical about it, with us because of the relationship we have with the Holy Spirit. I mean, Jesus said, I'm leaving, and I'm going to go sit at the right hand of the throne of God. Uh, but he said, I'm not going to leave you alone. And he said, it's even better that I leave because I'm leaving you with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's going to guide you. It's going to comfort you and be with you from, to the very end of the age, right? And so when we say, hey, you know, you hold on. Don't you give up because God's with you. What we're really referring to is the Holy Spirit is right there in the middle of that situation. The Holy Spirit wants a relationship with you. And this week, I, I, I talked to, to Jeff and McGavick Edwards, and Jeff's mom went home to be with Jesus this past week, so, so be praying for Jeff and McGavick. Um, but, I, but I very specifically, in the middle of that conversation, uh, what I heard him say was, Pastor, we have peace. And, and when she took her last breath, it was sad, but it was peaceful. And, and, and we, we felt the presence of God with us. And this is what he said, we had, we had comfort. Well, what is that? That's the Holy Spirit doing exactly what he said he would do in his word. He would comfort you when you need it most. You know, I, I look at people in our church family who were just in the, in the fight of their life. You know, Teresa Atkinson comes in this morning celebrating that she's in her last week of, of treatment with cancer. And, and yet through this entire experience, she's just had this smile on her face. She's just 
put her head back and her shoulders back and, and, and there you are. I was looking for you everywhere. It's like, but, but, but I've been so encouraged by the strength that you've had as you've walked through this. But Teresa, what I've seen is the comfort of the Holy Spirit with you. Giving you peace and just, just, just like fueling you through maybe some of the darkest moments of your life where other people wouldn't just quit and throw up their hands. What I've seen is you just press in like never before. I see the relationship with the Holy Spirit in your life. The Holy Spirit's a helper. Dr. Raymond Culpepper writes this. In truth, the Holy Spirit is the presence of Jesus in the believer's life personally present at all times and in every circumstance. He's with you. Now, now let me ask you this. How many of you, you've sat in a, a service like this and, and I, maybe I preached or somebody else spoke or maybe it was even another church and, 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 and as the person that's speaking, like all of a sudden you start looking around and you start getting a little bit antsy and get a little bit nervous and you're like... Man, it's so funny he's talking about this because I've been struggling with this all week. Or, or that verse that he just used is, is a verse that I read this week. And, and, and so all of a sudden we start looking around and some of you will come up to me after service and you'll say, did you follow me around all week? Because man, you just like, you read my mail today. You spoke right to me. And I'm like, no, I just stalked you on Facebook all week because you put it all out there. No, that's not it. Uh, what is that? It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit who, who is omnipresent, is, is omnipotent, is, is all-powerful, right? Is, is, is in the middle of everything that you face and everything that you go through. And, and so when the Word of God comes forth on a Sunday morning or in your life group, what the Holy Spirit does is take that Word and contextualizes it for your situation in your life. It's so funny, I can talk about something and you are going through something completely different than you and both of you may come up and go, man, that was for me today. And I'm like, I wasn't even talking about that, <laughs> right? All of a sudden, what's happening? The Holy Spirit is, is living and breathing and taking the word of God and, and making it relevant to your life. That's why every time you open your Bible, you should read Holy Spirit, teach me. You should pray as I open your Bible today, as I read this today. Lord, Lord, teach me. Holy Spirit, teach me. Show me. Give me revelation. Give me inspiration from your word. Pray and ask the Holy Spirit to show you things that you need in your life, maybe that you've never seen before. The Holy Spirit is the presence of Jesus in the believer's life, personally present at all times and in all circumstances. And here's another thing I think the Holy Spirit does. I think the Holy Spirit convicts us. You might say, well, I've got a conscience. You might say something kind of kind of like checked my heart. I would say that's the Holy Spirit convicting you of things in your life that you need to let go of. The sin, the, the struggles, the temptations that we keep falling into, that part that continues to pull and continues to prod. It's that part of you when you're on Sunday morning, we, when we get to that part of service, when I say, why don't you come down and why don't you let somebody pray for you so you can experience freedom? It's that struggle inside of you and you feel like there's something pulling you to this altar, but you fight it with everything that you have within you. What is that? It's the Holy Spirit convicting you. 
And my mom, like when she prays, like she, she, she prays nasty, y'all. I mean, she, she doesn't pray fair. I mean, she doesn't pray fair. She, she would pray for you, and if she knows you're not walking with Jesus, here's what she's going to pray. Holy Spirit, I want you to convict him so bad he can't even eat, that he can't even sleep at night, that he can't go another day without saying yes to him. Like, she's nasty, y'all. Like, she goes after it. Like, that's my mom. But that's the conviction of the Spirit that draws people to him. And, and, and that's the Holy Spirit being your helper. Mark Shivers, a friend of mine here at North Park Church, and, and he spoke on a Wednesday night, like years ago, and I've never forgotten what he said. He said the Holy Spirit convicts the believer, the unbeliever, of sin in their life, but convinces the believer that they are in right standing with God. And I love that, because I think some of us have this idea that God is just constantly just showing us everything that we do wrong, and constantly just trying to reveal the bad stuff to us, and, and we're constantly feeling bad, and, and, and that's the Holy Spirit. No, that's guilt and shame. And Jesus died for you to be forgiven from the power and presence and penalty of your sin. And so if you're still holding on to shame and regret, that's not Jesus. That's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit convicts the unbeliever. But when you say yes to Jesus and you invite him into your life, he forgives you of sin and cast your sin as far as the east is from the west never to be remembered again and I do believe the Holy Spirit reveals us of sin that needs to be forgiven that needs to be prayed about that needs to be under the blood of Jesus right but the Holy Spirit is not there condemning you of your sin and the guilt and shame that you have that's not God that's not even godly the Holy Spirit is reminding you now of who you are in Christ that you aren't that person that you used to be the Holy Spirit's your helper, not your condemner. So if you feel condemned, that ain't God. That's the enemy and other people in your life. It's God speaking freedom into your life and wants you to know who you are in Him. And so the Holy Spirit may convict you of sin that needs to be dealt with, but then the Holy Spirit's going to remind you of the love and the grace and the mercy that's available to you in this relationship with Him. The Holy Spirit is your helper. That wasn't even in my notes. That was good. That was, that was the Holy Spirit. And here's the second thing. The Holy Spirit is my friend and he is not weird. That's good. The Holy Spirit is my friend and he is not weird. Why would I say that? Because there's something mysterious about the Holy Spirit and when we can't wrap our minds around something, we label it weird and we set it aside. And maybe some of you kind of grew up like I did and you saw a lot of strange things that happened in the church and people blamed that on the Holy Spirit. And I don't think that's the Holy Spirit. I think that's people manipulating the Holy Spirit for their own agenda and their own, and their own idea. The Holy Spirit is my friend and the Holy Spirit is not weird. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 14 says this. And it's my prayer for you. I want you to get this. The amazing grace of the Master Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit. Paul says, be with all of you. That's what Paul said to the church in Corinth. He, he said, I, this amazing grace of Jesus, this extravagant love of God, and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit. That's what I want you to experience. Man, how awesome is that? Think about that. Like if you as a follower of Jesus could experience the grace of your master Jesus and the extravagant love of God and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit, that is the Trinity. That's a trifecta, right? We need those things in our life and it would change everything. 
And the word koinonia, not to be confused with koina ice, which is the ice truck that we had a few weeks ago, koinonia is this, is this picture of intimate communion with the Holy Spirit. And that's the type of relationship that we can have. The Holy Spirit is your friend, he's not weird. Did you know that one in three people are weird? If you can't think of anybody weird, it's you. That's true. That didn't have anything to do with my message, but we often use these terms, spirit-filled. In this series, I want you to understand what it means when we say that we are a spirit-filled church. Because a lot of people, when they hear those terms, they automatically go back to some experience that they had and they think, I don't want anything to do with that. Can I tell you, that's not what the Holy Spirit's about. The Holy Spirit is your friend. And the Holy Spirit wants to be with you through everything that you're walking through. And the Holy Spirit wants a relationship with you. We talk a lot about these, these terms like evidence of the Holy Spirit. I like this word better, benefits of the Holy Spirit. What are the benefits of the Holy Spirit in a believer's life? I'm gonna put them all up on the screen for you really quick. All right, power to witness, love, fruits, and gifts. Now just a sentence for each of those because over the next few weeks we'll dive into that. But, but the Bible says in Acts 1 and 8, when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, that, that you will have the power to be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Now all of a sudden, you have a boldness in your life you didn't have before. Where'd that come from? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings that into your life. The Holy Spirit brings us love. Because I'm going to go ahead and tell you, we can have fruits and gifts of the Holy Spirit, but if we don't have love, fruits and gifts are worthless. You can have all the spiritual gifts you want, but if you don't love people, I don't want to hear a thing that you have to say. I mean, you can have eloquent words, but if you don't speak with love, man, I don't even want you in my circle, right? Let's lead with love. You want to pastor a city, we need fruits and gifts, you need love. We need the Holy Spirit to show us how to do that. And then the other thing is the Bible says that there are fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. Like all of these are fruits. Like when we're following Jesus and we see something in somebody's life, that's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Some would say that's evidence of the Holy Spirit in their life. I would say that's a benefit of the Holy Spirit in their life. And, and there's so many people that, that when I come in contact with, like I just know there's something different about that person. What is it? It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit in their life. It is the fruit of God's goodness in their life. It's the benefit of having an intimate relationship with him. We say this all the time in North Park Church. You are full of something. Look at your neighbor and say, you are full of something. Not your spouse. Guys, come on. The question is, what are you full of? Because whatever you're full of is spilling into every relationship you have, every person you have an encounter with. And so my prayer for you is that you have this relationship with the Holy Spirit, that what you're full of is evidence, the fruit of His Spirit, and then that spills into other people's lives. It's life-changing. And the final thing is, is the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we'll dive into this over the next few weeks, but what we're going to discover is that there are gifts that the Holy Spirit gives the church, the body of Christ, to better point people to Jesus. That's what the gifts are for. 
The gifts are not so you can walk around going, look at, look, look, look at, did you hear I got spiritual gifts? You know, it's not like that. It's not like some badge that we wear as a follower of Jesus that somehow you're a better follower than somebody else. No, these are gifts that God has given to the church through the Holy Spirit that point us to Jesus, to have a personal growing relationship with him. And here's a third and final thing. The Holy Spirit is my God. The Holy Spirit is God. And I know that sounds weird and strange to some of us. God the Father, yes. Jesus, the Son of God, yes. But we believe in the Trinity, the one God, eternally existing as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I get a little geeked out when it, when it comes to being a pastor over this, this thing. I don't know why I do this. But anytime I find a verse of Scripture where I see all three persons of the Trinity present in the same verse of Scripture, like I'm like circling star. I'm like, that's so cool. Like in one verse, like we see Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And it looks like this in John 14 and 26. But when the Father, God the Father, sends the advocate, the Holy Spirit, as my representative, that's Jesus talking that is the Holy Spirit he will teach you everything and remind you of everything I've told you so Jesus is talking in this one verse about God the Father and the Holy Spirit John 15 and 26 Jesus says but I will send you an advocate the spirit of truth which is the Holy Spirit and he not it he will come to you from the Father God the Father and testify about me that's so cool Jesus is saying, I'm going to see this incredible, this incredible gift in your life. And the Holy Spirit is just going to help you in this relationship as you follow Jesus. And Luke 3 and 22 says, and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. Do you remember that? Jesus is being baptized. Can you, I want you to see this in the high depth theater of your mind, okay? Jesus is making this public profession and he's being baptized. And here's John the Baptist and, and he's got Jesus and, and, and he's ready to baptize him right there. And, and my friend Tommy Hart got to follow in the footsteps of Jesus this past week on a trip to, to Israel. And he was baptized in that exact same spot. And that was so cool to have that experience. But, but here's Jesus with John the Baptist and John the Baptist is about to baptize Jesus. Now, now, if there's no other reason but to be baptized, it's that. And, and that's why baptism is important in our church. And next week, we're going to talk a lot about baptism and different types of baptisms. But, but, but Jesus was making this public profession of his faith. And we want to follow Jesus in every way possible. I was at the state fair a few days ago and Micah was there with some of his buddies and, and which is always cool when, when my son and his friends don't run away when they see us but want to talk to us it makes me feel really good and, and so here are all these students that come up they're high school students and we're at the state fair see the picture in your mind okay there's the, there's the, the, the Methodist church that does the best biscuits in the world right there's Dorton Arena you know we're kind of standing right there and there's the fountain and this weird heavy metal lady who was I think she was demon possessed it was weird and like there's a lot of things happening right and 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 so we're like here in this moment and and all these people around and these students come up and the first thing out of their mouth was hey we've been talking since we've been here today and we all want to be baptized together wow out of everything that we could be talking about at the state fair we want to talk about going public with our faith and showing the world that we are followers of Jesus. 
Man, if that doesn't do something to you, you stone cold, man. But here's Jesus being baptized. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit descends in, 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 in undeniable form as a dove and rests down on Jesus. And then a voice from heaven says, You are my dearly loved son. And you bring me great joy. Some translations say, This is my son and I am well pleased in him. And in this moment, we get this glimpse into God the Father, God the Son, and and God the Holy Spirit. My prayer for you is that every day of your life, that you would experience the undeniable presence of the Holy Spirit. But if you don't see Him as a person, you'll never seek to have a relationship with Him. I, I don't believe that you showed up to this experience by accident. I don't believe that one day you woke up and said, you know what, I don't have anything to do on a Sunday morning. I should go to church. That's probably not what happened. There was probably some life event and something inside of you woke up. Maybe there was something in your life that happened or maybe you just realized there was something in your life that needed to happen but when you started thinking what what am I going to do about this like how am I going to respond to what's going on in my life there's something in my life that I need that I don't have there's something missing in my life and and you went searching you went seeking you went to find And I very seriously doubt that you went to Google and hit the feeling lucky button and all of a sudden, bam, North Park Church. And you came and and here you are. But instead, I believe what happened was the person of the Holy Spirit began to draw you. And whether that was through a friend or through some other connection or a conversation that you had with a neighbor or even a stranger, the Holy Spirit just began to tug and pull at your heart. Why is that happening? Because the Holy Spirit wants a relationship with you. Jesus loves you and wants a personal and intimate relationship with you. And I think it's pretty fantastic that when everybody in your life has said you'll never make it and you'll never amount to anything and you don't, you're never going to be who you want to be and we have all these voices in our head. Sometimes that's us saying that over our own life. In the middle of all of that negativity, chaos, and confusion, in the middle of all that, here comes the voice of the Holy Spirit calling your name because Jesus loves